Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, The word says Jesus went everywhere doing what? Teaching, preaching, and healing. The thing I love about it, it's a package deal. It is a package deal, meaning we're not going to separate it out and say, oh, I only want the healing. Or we're not going to say, no, Jesus isn't healing anymore. Just give me the preaching. No, it's a package deal. Teaching, preaching, and healing. So what does that mean? That during the teaching, healing can happen. During the preaching, healing can happen. During the healing, teaching can happen. You can be taught something. Amen. So let's not limit God and let's, uh, let's not just get selective in the flow that we prefer. Let's take the whole thing, the whole package. Amen. Because in the teaching, preaching, and healing is everything we need. Everything we need for this life. Amen. Something interesting happened about these me- in preparing for these meetings. It's like I'm picking up where I left off last year, and I've never had that happen. Anybody remember what I preached on last year? Well, yeah, I'll praise the Lord. Maybe that's why we're here for part two. <laughs> we taught on dominion and authority last year. And so uh, because that really rung a bell with you, we're going to go with part two. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. I'm harassing you. But I thought it's so interesting that that's what came back up in my spirit and directing. And so we're just going to go a little further with that. Amen. Uh, We started last year, whether you remembered or not, our golden text. No, I'm teasing. (laughs) Uh, No, let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Hallelujah. It reads, and God said, let us make man in our image. So where, what, what did he draw on for man himself? Think of it. He drew on himself for us. So he says, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Mm. And let them have dominion. Over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And it was Charles Capps who used to tell us all the time, you have dominion over creeps. But there's no creeps in here tonight, so we're good. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now go with me to Psalm chapter 8, because really Psalm chapter 8 was a verse that we read, I believe, every night I preached last year. Psalm chapter 8 and verse 8. Psalm chapter 8 and verse 8. 
It reads, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. And the Hebrew there actually reads Elohim. So it's the name for God. He made him a little lower, not speaking of angels, but of God himself. Why? Because we're made in his image and his likeness. So thou hast made him a little lower than God and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Look at this. Thou madest him to have dominion. He made us to have dominion. And if we're not walking in our dominion, we're not being true to who he made us to be. He made us to dominate. He did not make us to be dominated. Now, did you understand that? He made us to dominate. He did not make us to be dominated. That's why we don't want to open the door to things in our lives that can dominate us. You know, when people get casual toward what they drink, yeah. things like that, you, see, you know, when it's, it's acceptable in some circles, I'm talking about church circles, to be drinking alcohol and stuff. And uh, the, 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 the bad of that is not just it has alcohol. The bad of that is it has the ability to make you a slave again. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus paid everything so that you would never be enslaved. And to treat slavery bonds lightly. To put your hand out for bonds to get on you. Not just that way, anyway. Anything. Because people will say, well, what's the harm of it? The harm is it cost Jesus everything so that nothing would ever dominate you. You were made to dominate. We don't play with what can dominate us. We take dominion over it. We don't get, get as close to it as we can to see before it becomes a problem. The mature, renewed mind stays as far away as it, as it can from that which would try to dominate us. We're not playing. I said we're not playing. We're in dominion. So I so appreciate the wording in verse 6 of Psalm 8, verse 6. Thou madest him to have dominion. And this is why many times people are so unfulfilled is because they're living beneath what they were made to be. They're made to be in dominion. Dominion fits us. Being dominated does not fit us. Thou madest him to have dominion over the work of thy hands, thou hast put all things under his feet. I so appreciate this that um, my husband years ago, when he was in his late 50s, he he had a doctor's appointment and they told him that he had cancer at that time. Um, The outcome of that is Ed went back to back home after that appointment and uh, he said, okay, okay, God, where'd I open the door? Yeah. And God said two places, and God told him, number one, you didn't rest your body. Number two, you're not obeying me in the, in the office you're called to. I tell you to say something, you don't say it. Ed repented for those two things. God said, okay, it'll all be gone in 30 days. He went back at day 28 to the doctor, and it was all gone. Yeah. Amen. Amen. But it's so interesting because whenever 
he was in that office and that doctor said to him, he said, you know, uh, your test results came back and you do have cancer. He said, I could feel fear start at my feet and come up my legs. And he said, under my breath, I said, no, you don't. You get back down there. Notice it's under you. It wasn't, it didn't start at the top of his head. It started, he said, I could feel it go starting at the feet and come up. Why? You're in dominion. Keep it down. Keep it down. Keep it in its under position and you in the above position. Amen. I think it's interesting that tangibly that's what he described that he felt. Others may have had that same uh, experience before in whatever situation you were facing. Why? Because you are above it. Amen. Amen. Um, That's part of our inheritance in Christ is our dominion. The authority that belongs to us because we are one with the Father. Amen. Amen. If things are out of place in your life, in whatever arena, go back and, if I could say this, refresh yourself in the truths of your dominion. Because things should not be pushing you around. I said things should not be pushing you around. Fear, worry, lack, symptoms, uh, the past. Should not be pushing any of us around. Why? Because we were made to have dominion. And we have to practice that dominion every day. Amen. For our authority and dominion to work unhindered, we need to walk in obedience to the word. We cannot just live any way we want to live and think that our authority and dominion is going to work unhindered. Amen. So that's not even the sermon tonight, but I'm just throwing that out. That you can't live outside in, in disobedience to God, not really interested in what he's told you to do or, or not addressing and just think that when, when opposition shows up that it'll obey you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 8 is the only portion. There's so many directions that we could go in these passages, so don't get me off. (laughs) I'm going to try to just hone in and just stay with what I... No, I'm teasing you. You say, why'd you say that? Because I tend to get off. So Genesis 3 verse 8, talking about Adam and Eve. It says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God while he was walking in the cool of the garden, in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. When God handed Adam and Eve dominion, he did not intend that they rule apart from him. Amen. He didn't simply intend to give man rulership, then walk off and leave him. During those days in the garden, God fellowshiped. He would come down and they would have communion together. They would commune and fellowship together. 
Why? Because in those times, they would receive of the wisdom of God, the mind of God, the plan of God, the intention of God. And with knowing him, then they knew how to exercise their dominion. They knew how to express their authority by knowing his mind. Amen. Hallelujah. God designed mankind to be so in union with him that man would subdue this earth from the place of communion with him. With God's plan, his mind, and his wisdom gained in those times of communion. Then they would leave that place of fellowship if he wasn't there during that part of the day. Then they knew how to conduct their lives based on their fellowship. Amen. Now we know this, when Adam sinned and obeyed the devil, he died spiritually. The light and life of God was extinguished in them. And they became spiritually dead. Separated from God. Separated from the presence of God. No more coming down in the, in the cool of the day. Because the, the authority wasn't theirs anymore. They lost that dominion. When he sinned, he turned over the dominion, the authority over to the devil. So from then on, every man was born into sin. With that sin nature, spiritually dead. But God had a plan. I said God had a plan. Brother Copeland said something that was I hadn't even thought about. And he said God gave Adam and Eve the opportunity to repent. When they were hidden, he asked them, Did you eat of the fruit of the tree? They should have said, Yes, I did. But what they do? Adam said, Her. And then when he asked her, she said, The serpent. When you don't take responsibility, God can't help. Spiritual maturity means you take responsibility for when you miss it so that you can receive the divine help he is ready to give anyone who misses it. But they would not take responsibility and say, I disobeyed. Um, I... How to say this without going too far off my notes. God said to me, when did I ever do anything to Adam and Eve that warranted them hiding? He came down in the cool of the day to do nothing but commune, have fellowship, divine exchanges happening. From those created in his image. After his likeness. And he said to me. When did anything. Any action. Any word. I ever ever had with them. Ever warrant them hiding from me. And he said. It wasn't because. They were afraid of me. They were hiding. It was because of who they had just been with. The serpent. And they took on his way of thinking. And in, in that fallen state of thinking, they run from God. They hide from God. And when God offered them the opportunity to repent and to stay in the garden. And they didn't take it. 
They didn't take it. What's this mean? If you miss it, run back to God. Don't run, 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 run. Because he has never been so bad to you that he wants you hiding and running from him. He's never done anything to any any human being that would warrant people running from him, hiding from him. Never. He's only ever been good. He has only ever been good. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. So any kind of fear, trepidation, drawing back did not come from the new man in you. It came from the one you've been fellowshipping with when you missed it. They took on the thinking of the serpent because that's who they've been conversing with. If you listen long enough to the wrong thing, you start believing the wrong thing. And they began believing that God was worth hiding from. Thank God we're learning better. I said we're learning better. If we miss it, just go full-faced into God and say, I missed it. I missed it. That's right. And we're always met with goodness and mercy and forgiveness. Always, always, always. When we acknowledge where we missed it, now the door is open for him to undertake for us, to help us out of the difficulties we caused when we missed it. I'm just telling you that's huge. When we miss it, we need God's help more than ever. Because we don't just miss him, we mess up stuff around us. Our business, our families, our lives, our minds, our bodies, our finances. When we miss it, something else is always affected. And when we say, I missed it, Father, now he's able to step back in and make it even better than it was. Because he's just that good. (laughs) Amen. God had a plan when they missed it. And Jesus was born of a virgin without a sin nature that every other man was born with. Without the sin nature. Yeah. Jesus was the first of a new race of man. Think of it. Yeah. A race that would be born of the Spirit in the image of God. That's us. A race that would once again reign in life as kings and priests. Reigning over circumstances instead of circumstances pushing our nose in it. Amen. Amen. Now, I said all that to say this. Jesus lived when he came on this earth. He lived his life on this earth as a perfect example of how the new man of the new race could live. He demonstrated that kind of a life. He didn't just come and demonstrate Jesus, the Son of God. He demonstrated the new race of man. To show us what belongs to us. Not showing us what we can't be, showing us what we can be. What he's made us to be. Now let us walk it out what we're made to be. Amen. Amen. Uh, he lived 
he lived as a perfect example of how we are to function. He's our measuring stick. You go, oh, no one can measure up. Oh, yes, you can because you have the life of God in you. The, the rate, you have the nature of God in you. You had the dominion. You had the authority. My husband used to say this, Adam lost his saying and Jesus got it back for us. What's he, the saying of our authority, the saying of our dominion. Amen. So not only that, Jesus demonstrated uh, what God wants to do through all of us. He demonstrated that. What a life. Amen. Jesus walked in dominion everywhere he went. <laughs> when him and the devil were on the same scene at the same time, who, le- who left last? <laughs> Jesus never walked off and let the devil have his way. Amen. Jesus dealt with him and then he walked off. Jesus went every, he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Why? He's in dominion. He's showing us what our dominion will do. He wasn't just showing himself out as a son of God. He was showing what a new man. Amen. Hallelujah. No challenge of the devil against Jesus was successful. Every single challenge fell and failure when it came against Jesus. Every single opposition. And he was opposed every day of his earthly ministry. Every day. Multiple times a day. And every single challenge fell. Every single one. He's showing us this is what your dominion will do. When it's used. When it's exercised. Amen. He cast out demons. He calmed seas. Right? He stopped winds. He multiplied food. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. Not to separate himself from us, but show us what's available through us. We're cheating the plan. Amen. People were completely astonished at his teaching. Oh, he didn't sound like anybody else they'd ever heard. Turn with me to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1. You, you, we have time this week to go through these things, right? Mark chapter 1, verse 22. Mark 1, verse 22. We're going to read two verses. Verse 22, verse 27. Mark 1, verse 22. And they were astonished at his doctrine. (laughs) For he taught them. We need to be taught. I said we need to be taught. Untaught people never enjoy the fullness of what belongs to them. How are you going to come into the walking out your dominion authority? You have to be taught. You have to be a student. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had what? Authority. He taught them. Authority was demonstrated in words. It sounded different. 
not as the scribes. Verse 27. And they were all amazed insomuch that they questioned among themselves saying, What thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commandeth he even the unclean spirits. And they do obey him. (laughs) He's showing you what you, the new man, what your authority will do. Even the religious leaders who opposed him and refused to acknowledge him as sent from God, they recognized his dominion. Whether they appreciated it or not was a whole other matter. But they recognized it. Mark 11, verse 27. You thought I was going to say three, didn't you? You thought I was going to say 23. I tricked you. <laughs> Mark eleven twenty-seven and 28. Mark eleven twenty-seven, And they come again to Jerusalem. And as he was walking in the temple, there come to him the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. And they say unto him, by what authority doest thou these things? These things are being done. They recognize it. And they recognize it takes authority to do what you're doing. They said, by what authority doest thou these things? And who gave thee this authority to do these things? (laughs) Amen. That's the authority that belongs to you. That people go, where did this come from? How did this happen? That person at work laid hands on me. And all the symptoms left. How did that happen? Never seen that before. That's to be you. The surprise in the room. (laughs) Amen. Jesus walked in in perfect and absolute dominion. Now, turn with me, if you would, to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And we're going to read through some more verses. So you still with me? Yes. Yes. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We know this. Uh, well, let's read in. Verse 21, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he, God, hath made him, Jesus, to be sin for us. Who knew no sin? Talking about him. He knew no sin. That we might be made the what? Righteousness of God in him. Not in you. Not in your actions, not in your works, not in your ability, not in your genius, not in your education, not in your financial portfolio, in Him. Righteous, right with God. Amen. Now notice this, we aren't righteous because we've done everything right. We're righteous because He did everything right. Now the devil always wants to point you back to you and what you did wrong. But your righteousness is not, is, not, is not something that springs up out of your, your doings. Yeah. Yeah. Now, because we're righteous, we should have doings. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. But our doings do not author the righteousness. 
Our doings are the product of our righteousness. That's what it's to be. Amen. So what's that mean? We aren't righteous because we did everything right. We're righteous because he did everything right. And we can get the same results he got. Because he made us righteous. So we should be expecting results. Results. Not because I'm perfect, because he's perfect. (laughs) Amen. Now, Romans chapter 5, verse 17. And I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Classic translation. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. For if because of one man's trespass, he's talking about Adam's, his lapse, offense, death reigned through that one. Much more surely. Now listen, death reigned. It reigned. What's it mean? It was boss. You were dominated by it. Death reigned through that one. Much more surely. Now we know how death reigned. It was inclusive. Much more surely. Now the other side. Now we're flipping this whole flow. Much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor. Look at this. And the free gift. The free gift. The free gift. Not the earned gift. Not the worked for gift. The free gift of righteousness. Whose righteousness? Jesus' righteousness. Putting them into right standing with himself. How much more surely shall those with the free gift of righteousness reign as kings in life. Through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Reign as kings. What's that mean? That means circumstances are no longer pushing you around. You can't control what shows up, but you can control what happens when it shows up. That's called reigning. Reigning doesn't mean wrong things don't show up. Reigning means your, your word is final. The king's word is final. The king's word is final. You're to be the king of your own household. He is the king of kings. We are kings under his kingship. Amen. Now Ephesians 2 verse 4. And again, I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. Ephesians 2 verse 4. See, we have to renew our minds to these things. I am the righteousness of God. I love something that Pastor Michael preached uh, because I always re-preach his stuff. And I never give him credit. But I have to say this because he's here and would recognize the phrase. He said, one of the greatest acts of faith that a believer can take is to stand back up in their righteousness after they've repented for missing it. Why? 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from what? All unrighteousness. So if unrighteousness has been cleansed, now we're back in righteousness once we confess that we missed it. Now, if we're going to act like we didn't miss it and ignore it, We've let the door open for something to rob us to where our authority and dominion won't work the same. 
But I love that statement that he said. One of the greatest acts of faith that you can make is once you've missed God. And you've repented of it. You stand back up in your righteousness. You don't have to lay down and grovel and, and accept a measure of defeat for a month. A couple of months because you missed it. We believe more in the free gift than we believe in our miss. The free gift of righteousness. We believe that. We believe that. We believe that. What's that mean? We forgive ourselves. We forgive ourselves. Why? So God can continue working through us. And working for us. Amen. Um, where did I tell you? Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2 verse 4. The Amplified. But God, so rich is he in his mercy. Because of and in order to satisfy the great and wonderful intense love with which he loved us. See, his love has to be satisfied. Verse 5, even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses, yes. he made us alive together in, look at the next word, in fellowship and in union with Christ to put us back into fellowship. Does this remind you anything about the garden? Yeah. Fellowship, fellowship, the garden. We have it so much better than Adam and Eve had it because God came down to earth in the cool of the day and fellowshiped with them. But now we have been raised to God's realm. God doesn't come down to earth and fellowship on man's level. We've been raised to fellowship with him at his level. Better than Adam. God's plan is all, it just gets better and better and better. Better covenant. Better covenant. Amen. Made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ himself. Ah! Do you get those words? He gave us the very life of Christ himself. Why don't you waller around in that for a few weeks? Let those words rattle around in your mouth and in your thought life and laying on your pillow with you at night instead of worried thoughts and fear thoughts. Let these thoughts, the wisdom of God, the mind of God, the goodness of God, the genius of God. He gave us the very life of Christ himself. The same new life with which he quickened him or raised him from the dead. For it is by grace, his favor and mercy, which you did not deserve. So quit talking about whether you come up to it or not. (laughs) That you are saved, delivered from judgment, look at this, and made partakers of Christ's salvation. Verse 6, and we're still not done. And verse 6, and he raised us up. Together with him. How can two walk together except they be agreed? We had to be like him to be raised with him. Because without agreement, two can't keep moving together. He raised us up together with him. Made us sit down together. What's that? We got a chair. 
It's our dominion. It's our authority. Why? The body and the head in the same seat. He's the head, we're the body. Same seat. He raised us up together with him and made us sit down together, giving us joint seating with him. Our authority, our dominion stems from that seat. And we occupy it. Not because we've done everything right, but because he brought us into his rightness. And made us right. Giving us joint seating with him. Look at this. In the heavenly sphere. Our authority doesn't just reach this realm. It reaches that realm. By virtue of our being in Christ Jesus. The Messiah. The anointed one. How did this happen? The blood of Jesus. Bought us. Purchased us. Cleansed us. Made us right. It is as though we never missed it. That's what the blood does for you. It makes it as though you've never sinned. Never missed it. Never went a wrong direction. Never had a wrong thought. Never said a wrong word. When you acknowledge... I missed it, God. As as soon as you miss it, you know you missed it. You were there. You go, oh, I don't know how that happened. Yeah, you know how that happened. You were there. I was there when I missed it. I know when I missed it. You know when you missed it. Give yourself the spiritual maturity. To say, I missed that, Father. I missed it. Run to him when you miss it. Don't hide from him. Don't be an Adam and Eve in this thing, uh, insinuating that God will mistreat you. Hallelujah. He has made us righteous. We share the same seat of dominion. Amen. Now we're empowered to produce the same fruit. We're empowered. It's not about I got to get power. It's about us awakening to what we've already been brought into. Now, Isaiah chapter 54. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 14. Again, I'm going to read out of the Amplified Classic Translation. Isaiah chapter 54. Verse 14. Isaiah 54, verse 14. You shall. This is something you're going to have to do. Not God. This is something you're going to have to do. You shall establish yourself. In righteousness. You see, he made us righteous. Now, we, we establish it in us that he made us righteous. That's what we're to establish, that he did it for us. We're not to try to establish it in us through works. We establish it in us that he did it with his, with his own victory. You shall establish yourself in righteousness. Now, what's this mean? Now, conform. Bring your life into the conformity of that. Live that way. Live in a way that depicts that I'm right with God. 
Did you get that? Live in a way that depicts I'm right with God. In conformity with God's will and order. You shall be. Now, when you do this, when you establish I am the righteousness of God and I conduct my life in line with that righteousness that I am. Notice what will be the result. You shall be far from even the thought of oppression or destruction. You'll be far from that thought. It, it, far from it. You won't have to be out trying to outrun the past. You won't have to be trying to outthink things. You're so far from it. Why? Because you're entrenching your thought life in that you are right with him. Yes. You're establishing that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. What's that mean? Build that into your spirit. How are you going to do it? Meditate on it. Meditate on it. Speak it to yourself. Yes. Talk it to yourself. Answer circumstances. You, when we do this, we will be far from even the thought of oppression. That means you won't have to be on any depressants. I'm not against them. I'm saying there is a higher flow to live in. You are seated in the reigning seat of the universe of creation. Not dominated by anything, but dominating. You shall be far from even the thought of oppression or destruction. For you shall not fear. Don't let fear push you around. You're, you're its master. Be master. Be skillful in your mastery. For you shall not fear. And from terror, for it shall not come near you. Behold, they may gather together and stir up strife. You may hear commotion. But it's not from me. God's not dealing with you on the base of fear. He's not trying to corral your life into his plan by harassing your life. No. Troubling your life. Sending punishment to you. <laughs> Whoso, whoever stirs up strife against you shall fall and surrender to you. But who's it talking about? The one who establishes it in them. Yeah. I'm the righteousness of God. <laughs> you won't float into this, into this establishment. You don't float into that. You, you take strides. You get there on purpose. You build in you, in your thought life, in your communication, in your spirit. You build it in the conversation of the dinner table. I don't know how we're going to get money for it. Well, I'm just talking. I'm just, you know, I'm just real. Then be real. Be real to who you are. Verse 17. Let's flip down from, from verse 15 to 17. But no weapon that is formed against you. Who's he talking about? The first phrase of verse 14. Those who established in themselves. Pastor can preach it to you, but he can't put it in you. You're the only one with access to your spirit. 
pastor doesn't have access to your spirit. He only has access to your hearing, and you can even shut that off or turn it on, you know. Or not even bring your ears to church that day. This divine work of building on the inside of you who you are, what Morgan was talking about during the announcements, the renewed mind. I am in him. He is in me. His life is in me. It's dominating me. I'm yielding to that. I'm walking in the spirit. What's walking in the spirit? Letting all the forces that are in your spirit dominate you. What is that? The nine fruits of the spirit, the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's not really, it's not a foggy eyed that's half closed and half cocked and going around like this, like, woo, I see something. Don't ever try to impress people with spirituality. Just live it. Just live it. Just live it. You don't want to be trying to pass off foreign goods. <laughs> anyway, well. Trying to pass it off that we're more anointed than we are, you know. Strike that. Strike that that statement. Verse 17. But no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, what's going to happen? God's going to show up and knock them down. No. No. You shall show to be in the wrong. If you don't show it wrong, nobody else will. Amen. When something rises up in judgment against you, you, it's your job to answer it. It's your job to take your authority, your dominion, and say, not here. You might work that in the neighbor's house. You're not working it in my house. You might have worked it in my relative's house. You're not working it in my house. That same spirit of divorce that ran through all the line of relatives, it stops at my house. It stops, not at my house. You better answer it. Because there will be things, these things that form against you. It's formed, but it it doesn't have to prosper based on how we answer it. This peace, righteousness, security, triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. That's what belongs to us. He already told us what doesn't belong to us. Oppression, depression, fear, terror. Those are not, that's not the inheritance that is ours. The peace, the righteousness, security, triumph over opposition is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, those in whom the ideal servant of the Lord is reproduced. Those in whom the ideal servant, who's the ideal servant? Jesus. He was the example servant. In whom the ideal servant of the Lord is reproduced. That life reproduced in us. That dominion reproduced in our everyday life because we're following his example. This is the righteousness or the vindication which they obtain from me. This is what God says. This is that which I impart to them as their justification, says the Lord. Oh, my gosh. It'll take you a year to get through that one. Meditating that into you. There's so much in it. I said there's so much in it. 
we need to be occupied with what's in us and for us instead of just occupied with what's out here against us. I so love when Morgan said she's talking about filling out healing testimonies. We want to hear about it. Let me tell you why. One of the reasons why. When somebody's facing a test and a trial, the devil will constantly parade in front of their memory, in front of their imaginations, those who died of that. Those who did not receive their miracle. Those who did not, weren't raised up. And it's our job to parade the victories of God. When the, devil starts start, when the devil starts a parade, brother, you get your big band going. You have your own parade. And let me just say this. Even if you didn't know of any people that ever got healed of what you need a healing for, you got these verses. I have been raised and seated with Christ. Amen. You parade these verses. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Establish yourself in righteousness. Establish it. Establish it. Establish it. You're going to establish it by saying it, thinking it, talking it, answering things that oppose it. We have to give ourselves right spiritual habits. Whether or not you know it, God gave you the habit-forming ability. Yeah, built into you is a habit-forming ability. Not so something can dominate you, but so that out of habit you can dominate. It's your habit. That your habit automatically goes to answering anything that's in opposition to the Word. Anything that God didn't give you, you have a habit you put in place. A habit of how you think. I remember growing up, I'd get in the car. Mother would pick me up from junior high. And if I said, she'd say, how was your day today? Well, this person, that, that, that. She said, stop that. That's a bad habit. That complaining is a bad habit. Being critical, it's a bad habit. Stop it. Well, just as we need to stop bad habits, how do you do it? You implement right habits. Praise the Lord. Meditate and build these truths of righteousness in you. That's the only way you'll ever live in the dominion that's yours. You can't dominate without understanding, I am right with God. Righteousness is foundation to the flow of walking in dominion. That's why the devil assaults you as the accuser of the brethren with condemnation, guilt, Pointing out to your faults, failures, and weaknesses because he knows what's yours dominates him. And he's trying to back you off of that dominion by trying to make you sin conscious, guilt ridden, under condemnation. Because all of that weakens your, your, uh, your understanding of your righteousness. Praise the Lord. Anyone. Who has a poor self-image. Good news. Your homework assignment. Is establish yourself of who you are in him. Because if we're all just going to measure this. All of us are on the road to doom. None of us win. None of us. None of us. I don't care how public they are or not public. If we're just going by the outside the natural. None of it's enough. 
So the devil's always trying to point to your natural, the natural man, who you are, how you missed it, your weak, your human weaknesses, human faults, human failures, because he does not want you to remember who you are in Christ, that you are blood washed, that you were raised and seated with complete dominion over him and his strategies and devices against your life, against your mind, against your body, against your family, against your business. Amen. When we know that we have been righteous, we've been made righteousness, we will be bold to exercise and walk in our dominion and authority. Amen. You could just listen to Dr. Dr. Summerall would just walk in the room and you saw a demonstration of how, how dominion walked. Yes. He would say this, he said, put me in a room full of businessmen. All different leaders. You take me to a company. He says, you put in there the CEO and then all the people under you. He said, let them walk in front of me and I'll tell you who's who. He said, by their walk. He said, when a man's in dominion and he knows it, he says, he walks different than the one who doesn't know it. My husband used to say this, never let the devil see you sweat. What's this mean? Don't you cower down. Don't you fall down. Don't you start crumbling. Don't you start melting in front of him. It shows we don't know what we need to know. And the, and the great privilege is we get to learn. And we get to hear. And we get to build in us. And it is a divine privilege. It's not a, it's not a hardship to have to meditate on these things. <laughs> It is our, it is, uh, it's our rescue. It is us being given the best place to look. Look at you and sink. Look at him and rise. Amen. What your tension is on. And that's why the accuser of the brethren point, constantly points to our weaknesses, faults, and failures. Because he wants to back us off of who we are. He wants us hiding as Adam and Eve did, instead of just boldly living in the presence of God. Amen. Well, are you helped tonight? We didn't get all the way through, but we'll, we'll work on that. Hallelujah. Stand with me to your feet tonight. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We glorify you. We magnify you. <laughs> These words thrill our spirits, Father. These words thrill our spirits. Who we are, what we've been made to be. And we thank you that the light, we're walking in the light. We come up to the light. We're seeing more clearly what belongs to us and who we are in you. We thank you for the revelation of that. I said, we thank you for the revelation of that. Let's just raise up our hands and thank him. Let's sing something if you would. Hallelujah. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Go ahead. We bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless you, Lord. Yes, we bless you, Lord. You are worthy of praise, worthy of honor. Worthy of praise, 
so we lift our hands to you you deserve it you deserve it always yeah you are worthy of praise you are worthy of honor you deserve it all lord you deserve it all you are worthy serve it all today yes you do you deserve the praise you deserve the praise yes you deserve the praise yes you do you deserve you deserve the praise you deserve the praise you deserve moving your neck around, lots of pain, limited mobility, that's being healed right now. I said that's being healed right now. You just need to respond to it. Hallelujah. You say, Pastor Nancy, how do I respond to it? Say, I receive it. I receive it. Say that from your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. 
those by, those who are watching by live stream or on some other platform, you can receive it too. Just right where you're at. Just respond to it. Say, I receive it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's somebody. Now, this is unusual. Somebody, it's as though, and I don't, because I don't know good medical terminology, it's as though your skull isn't sitting as it should be on the spine. It's displaced. It's not sitting right. It's not cradled right. That's being that's being made right, right now. Hallelujah. Just receive that. Just receive that. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. There's been great difficulty. Runs right across the top of the shoulders here from the neck. But it's right in here. Somebody's been having all kinds of difficulties right here in this area. More so on the backside. Not, not so much sitting right on top, but more so just right in this region. Hallelujah. If that you move that around. Do something you couldn't do. Give action to that. We don't, we're not moving around to check and see if it worked. We give action to that anointing. Hallelujah. 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 Just as simple as saying, I received that. I received that. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Somebody's jaw is being healed. Somebody had something wrong with your jaw. I don't know if it has to do with TMJ. I don't, you know, when God doesn't get real, real specific, it's because anybody with jaw issues can jump in on that if they'll release their faith. Amen. Hallelujah. You say, well, doesn't God know who that is? Yes, he does know who that is. And you say, well, why didn't he say who it is? Because he doesn't want to limit it. Faith can receive it. I said faith can receive it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody's been having ongoing headaches. Even some of it's been migraines. But this person, there's been ongoing headaches. Just receive your healing right now. I said just receive your healing right now. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Um, is that the microphone? Let me use your microphone. Uh, Pastor Amy, come up here. There's some words of knowledge for you to minister. Hallelujah. Thank God somebody has been imbalanced in their hormone levels. And that is coming into balance yes. right now in yes. Jesus' name. Thank Say, I receive Father. it. I receive it. Glory yes. to God. Hallelujah. Thank God for balance, yes. for rightness, for wholeness. Yes. Glory to God. Uh, it might even be, oh, uh, some of your glands. Mm. Your glands are not mm. operating correctly. We call those into correct formation, correct, uh, correct balance, correct delivery tonight in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You, Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank, Thank you, Father, you, Father Thank for healing, you, Father. for health, you, for wholeness. Glory yes, to God. Hallelujah. Yes. In every part, in every part, Praise every gland, yes. every, uh, yes, the pituitary gland. Thank you, Father. In, Thank in, you, every, Father. in every gland, but that one specifically. We yes. thank you, Father, for the balancing yes. of that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Just raise up your hands and receive it. You know, my husband used to say, the reason more people don't receive more in a service is because they don't respond more. So we respond. I said we respond. Hallelujah. Not, and it's not always just, it's not just something out here, but from within. We 
we grab hold, we say, it's mine. That's mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we encourage those of you who may be watching, whatever format you're watching this on or platform you're watching it on, release your faith that that describes you. I called out something. I don't remember what service I was in. It was recently because I haven't been home for about four weeks or so. So it's some part in this tour. And I called out that somebody, there was a paralysis. And there was a man that was laying in the bed and paralyzed, unable to move around. And the power of God came on him and he got out of that bed and walked around. Because you, there's no distance in the spirit realm. Amen. Hallelujah. Release your faith. You can receive that help. Hallelujah. 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 Something about someone's rib cage. It seems to me you've had ribs broken. A quite severe accident. And there's been all kinds of problems with your rib cage. The power of God's healing that right now. In fact, you feel heat. And you go, what is that? That's the anointing of God. The healing power of God. Working and making that situation right for your body. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, these things aren't in manifestation at the theater tonight. They're not in manifestation in other locations. What an honor to be in the location where the Spirit of God is bringing into manifestation. Amen. The healing power of God is working in people's lives. We, we, never get, we never get casual about what we get to partake of. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We praise you, we praise you, we praise you. We praise you, we praise you. If you're in here tonight and you need healing for your eyes, raise your hand. Just right where you're at, at your seat. You need healing in your eyes. Raise up your hand real high, real high. Not, not just this, but as high as you can raise that hand. Raise it up for me. Because God said, speak the word. Now, you receive that word. Amen. In the name of Jesus, I say, Satan, you take your hands off their eyes. You take your hands off their bodies in Jesus' name. Blindness, you go. Cataracts, you go. Glaucoma, you go. In Jesus' name, you leave their bodies in Jesus' name. Be healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. And I command those eyes to see. Perfect vision. Wholeness in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Say, thank you. I take mine. I take mine. I take mine. Hallelujah. I take mine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise the Lord. Somebody, there's a scalp disease that has really tormented your life. It's been going on for years and years. And you try to do all kinds of things to cope with it. We're not called to cope. We're called to be whole. Amen. Hallelujah. Healed now in Jesus' name. The power of God is healing that right now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew 8, 17 says, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. But the first phrase of that verse says this, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken. By Isaiah the prophet. Notice, it has to be spoken so it can be fulfilled. Why? Because God says something, then God does something. That's the divine order of God. That's why it's important that we take the time to allow the Holy Spirit to tell us what to say so that He can perform it. 
Amen. Hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you for words from heaven. We thank you for words that bring heaven to earth. That bring healings to bodies. We thank you for those words. We thank you for that anointing that makes all the difference. Uh, arthritic hands. Crippled hands. I even There's people even watching. Uh, hands being straightened out. Just move them around right there in home. Just do this. Move those hands around. And there will be people who will be watching this later and will be healed later. The power is not diminished because of the clock or the calendar. When God says something, it's a living thing. Amen. His words are alive and sharper than any two-edged sword. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you. We thank you, Father, that those people with it in your hands keep moving the wrist because that power is going down all the way, all the way into the wrist, down the arms. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Some, did I call this out? Somebody's teeth are being healed. I called out jaw, but I don't think I called out teeth. Healing power is working in teeth. Hallelujah. People say, well, that, that God wouldn't do that. Well, God made them. Why wouldn't he do it? <laughs> People think just because there's dentists available that God's not interested. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Receive that healing. Just receive that healing right where you're at. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, wonderful Jesus. Such a wonderful healer. Such a wonderful healer. Hallelujah. We're so, so grateful. Raised, seated, authorized. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. We glorify you. We glorify you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Just move that back around right now. Move, whatever part of your back needed healing, just move around. Do something that would have been difficult or something you couldn't do before. The healing power of God will meet you. Just move that back around. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Say, I receive it. I receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We glorify you. We glorify you. We thank you. Just lift up your hands and thank him tonight. Jesus, thank you so much. We thank you. We thank you. You're such a wonderful healer. We glorify you. We magnify you. Lift up your voice and tell him how grateful you are. Lift up your voice and magnify him tonight. Jesus, you're such a wonderful healer. Thank you for paying the price that you paid. We honor that price by living whole, by living healed. We thank you, Father. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you, Jesus. Jesus, thank you for your shed blood. We thank you. We thank you for that blood. Clean, 
cleansed, made whole. We thank you for it. We give you glory and honor. Hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. I said hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I tell you, you don't want to miss any of the services. We never, the Holy Ghost always serves up something fresh and good. Amen. And you don't want to come to church and then say, oh, you missed it. You just missed it this morning or you missed it last night. I mean, like this happened and that happened. It's like, oh, man. Don't miss it. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell you, uh, it's such an honor to get to be here with you and move in the plan of God for this hour. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let's just give him thanks one last time before we go tonight. Father, we glorify you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We glorify you. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.